0: Hello everyone, my name is Clay, and welcome to Terminally Nerdy's Indie Impressions, the show where I take a look at independent, non-AAA, and niche titles giving you my quick first impressions after at least two hours of playtime, because hey, if it's good enough for Steam refunds, it's good enough for me. Today, I'm going to be looking at a game that is still at the time of recording this in early access, and I'm probably going to end up doing a full review on it once it's fully released and I can beat it, and that is Supergiant Games Hades. Now, I have played most of Supergiant games. I haven't played Transistor, and I haven't played Pyre, but I've played Bastion, and now I've played a crap ton of this, basically six hours of it before recording this, and I really want to go back and play more of it, but I need to sit down and make this video, So, or podcast, depending on how you're listening. By the way, make sure to like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff, and if you're listening to the podcast, make sure to share it with your friends and all that same stuff too. Helps me out a great deal. Anyway, so the premise of Hades is it's an action RPG roguelike with an isometric perspective, fixed camera, although I've never had a problem with the camera, thank God, where you play as Zagreus, who is the son of Hades. Now, at the start of the game, Zagreus is trying to escape from the underworld, And this game is just chock-full of Grecian myth. You're going to be running into gods like Zeus and Poseidon and Artemis. You're going to run into people like Orpheus. You're going to talk to Hypnos. Uh, You're going to run into one of the muses named Eurydice, etc. You're going to meet all these characters, all of which seemingly want to help the prince escape the underworld. But why is he trying to escape is the mystery, really. Uh, as I've played, I've kind of started to uncover the reasonings here. Uh, I'm not going to spoil any of them, but there is definitely a progression of the story. And the basic loop is as follows. You'll start in the Palace of Hades. You'll talk to the NPCs in there. If they have uh, exclamation points over their heads, that means they have something new to say. Uh, that is how you learn about the lore and the story. You will then go through your bedroom where you can do some upgrades. These are permanent. You earn a a currency called darkness that you can spend at your mirror of reflection to basically permanently upgrade your health, give yourself additional lives for when you die mid fight. Uh, You can get extra uses of what's called your cast ability, so on and so forth. There's a whole list of upgrades. They're all permanent and they all have multiple ranks. Uh, You can also find once you've unlocked it, uh, a prophecies list. That's basically like achievements, you know, collect these upgrades get this permanent thing you will then go to a uh, courtyard where all your weapons are and you start with a sword and you can slowly unlock more weapons there's a sword a shield a spear a bow and a gun Uh, personally i like the spear the shield and the gun i can kind of just leave the bow i'm not very good with it swords kind of average for me it's your starter weapon it's great You can also equip from there the sort of relics that you get for making friends with the various gods. You will earn items that you can gift to people like Orpheus, you can gift to Cerberus, you can gift to Achilles, to Hades, to the various gods when you meet them in the the dungeons, and these gods will give you basically items that are like memories for them, and you can equip those and they do different things. Like one of the first ones I got was Cerberus' spiked collar, which gave me boosted health while I had it, you can only equip one, and they all have different effects. Then you'll jump out your window. You will get some sort of upgrade to start your run. It is random. It could be an Olympian Blessing. It could be an Upgrade Hammer. It could be a Pomegranate. All sorts of these different things. And then you will go into the first chamber. And your objective is to escape the Underworld. So you're trying to climb out of the Underworld. You'll start by going through tar- uh, Tartarus... Then you end up in the Fields of Asphodel, then you end up in Elysium, and I don't know where you end up after that because I haven't gotten there yet. I got into Elysium and promptly got my ass handed to me. <laughs> the, the game is not easy, uh, although there is a really handy accessibility option called God Mode that you can turn on if you just want to get through the story of the game, which is really cool and I applaud Supergiant for putting that in, uh, but I've been having a blast. The basic gameplay in combat is you have every weapon has a basic attack, a special attack, uh, you have your cast, and then you have a dash. And that's all you got. Eventually you'll earn what's called a call, where you can call on one of the Olympian gods, and that will let you do some sort of super move, like uh, Poseidon, for example, will coat you in water and cause you to super speed, and every enemy you hit, you'll do mass damage to them and shove them. There's some other combos, like uh, if you hit an enemy and they're up against a wall, you do wall damage. You smack, smack them against the wall. If you uh, hit them from behind, you do backstab damage. And what you're doing here is you're going through room to room, and in each room you'll clear the room of enemies, whatever enemies are in there. You'll get a reward of some sort for that room, and then there will be one or more doors that will lead to another set of rooms, That will give you more rewards, and the the doors have symbols on them, so it'll be very clear, like, one door might have a trident. Well, if you go through that door, you're going to end up in Poseidon, and when you clear the room, Poseidon will show up, and he will give you a blessing. The blessings are how you modify your run. Every god, every Olympian god can show up and give you a blessing for one of your things that could be... Dionysus, who might give you a blessing that causes your basic melee, att- basic attacks to cause poison. It could be Ares, who gives you a call and then when you call on Ares, you become a living invulnerable vulnerable blade that you just run around and spin into people. It could be Aphrodite, who makes your basic attacks cause weak, so enemies deal less damage to you. It could be Artemis, uh, her call, for example, is shooting a critical hit arrow it could be uh freaking hermes who just gives you speed buffs and you basically as you go through the run collecting these blessings going through different doors to meet uh the boatman charon who's basically the game shopkeeper and he'll sell you health upgrades and things temporary all of it you uh, slowly make your way through the game and you'll fight a boss at the end of tartarus you'll fight a boss at the end of each sort of floor as it were The floors vary in size, they vary in length. Uh, There's many bosses that you can encounter (laughs) that can be pretty brutal. Uh, There's a lot going on in this game, but it doesn't throw it all in your face at the start. Like at the start, you have a sword, and you just go in. And you slowly start getting these blessings, and you slowly start learning how the blessings work. And then you'll die, inevitably, Uh, and then you'll go back to the beginning. You'll get some more story, and something will have unlocked. You might suddenly say, oh, there's new weapons sitting in my room. Or, oh, I can suddenly start renovating the palace and adding rooms that'll appear in the dungeon, like fountain rooms that'll give you health. Oh, I just got this new item from this person, and I learned some more of their story. And you slowly kind of build a character as you play permanently. As you get better and better. Like I said, I can pretty much consistently get to the end of Asphodel. I can get to the boss of Asphodel pretty much every time I try now. He's just really hard for me. (laughs) The bosses are no joke. And there is even variation. Like the first floor boss is one of the Furies. I'm not going to say which one. There's three Furies if you know anything about Greek myth. She's one of the three Furies will be in that room. And for 11 runs, that was all I ever fought. I fought her. Uh, And there's conversations when you encounter her, actually. And you can meet her in the palace after a couple. And she'll, like, argue with you. It's really cool to see the relationship that this Fury and the Prince have as they fight. (laughs) Because, like, at one point she's like, are you just going to go? Or am I going to have to do things the hard and painful way? And the Prince just kind of looks at her and stops and goes, I think I'm going to choose hard and painful. And then the fight starts. But on the twelfth run, I got a completely different fury, and it threw me off. I went, "Wait, this is not this is not the one I fought the other eleven times." What the shit? Which makes me worry <laughs> that I'm gonna get to the you know comfortable and good at killing the boss of the uh, the fields of Asphodel, and they're gonna throw something at me. I'm kind of excited about that prospect, honestly. A lot of the artwork in this game is also fantastic, the music is fantastic, and I have to give props to the voice acting. Everything is voice acted. There is a narrator, uh, and then there's a different voice actor for every single one of the characters. Uh, In fact, I know one of the voice actors on Twitter. Uh, She's pretty cool. She voices uh, Eurydice, the muse. Which, I didn't know where I was going to run into that character, and then she just popped up in Asphodel, and she does, like, these upgrades when you meet her. She'll give you, like, random upgrades to your blessings. It's pretty cool. All in all, even though this game is an early access, it is absolutely phenomenal. It is well worth playing if you're into this sort of thing. If any of the gameplay you're watching interests you at all, you need to pick this up. It's 25 bucks normally on Steam, Uh Sometime in 2020 they're going to fully release it and I want to do a full review after I've played through and beaten the story and seen kind of where things are going. But I have zero problems recommending this at all. If you're a fan of things like Dead Cells, Children of Morta, this is right in that wheelhouse. And honestly, I think it's better than both of them. Dead Cells is great, don't get me wrong. But Dead Cells is not as story-rich as Hades is. And Children of Morta, I'm not a fan of the gameplay necessarily as much as I am here. Like, Children of is a Twin Stick, this is much more action-oriented. It fits my playstyle very well. I'm very aggressive, and Hades lets me play aggressively, (laughs) as aggressive as I want. And I pay the price if I die, but there's enough features and built-in stuff with the boons and how everything works that, you know, I do pretty well. So, 100%, I recommend Hades. As always, thanks for watching, and we'll see you on the next one, everybody.